you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. And if you enjoy the show and just want to give us a five star rating, that really is helpful. And if you teach me something in the comments, I will read it on the show. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. Today is the Super Bowl. I did know. I had no fucking clue until I went to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, was it crowded? Yeah, and everybody at work called in, or like someone called in sick, oh. and nobody was picking up the shift. And I was like, I'm not picking up the shift because I've worked too much. I'm not yeah. not picking up the shift no. because I'm watching the fucking Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't even know who's playing, though, to be quite honest. I think it was a Kansas City and 49ers. Oh, it was yeah. Kansas City because I heard something on NPR about it. Because yeah. they're the Chiefs, I think. Yeah. Which is, you know, they had something. Yeah. Yeah, that whole. Wait, what did they have? Well, it was. it's just because it's the Chiefs and they still do like the tomahawk thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah which is. Wow. I just thought it was like something even worse. <laughs> no, but it's still just like, are we still, uh, why? Why is it still yeah. a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Football's fun, but it's hard to attach yourself with all the like culture that comes with it like you know mm-hmm. uh I, I, I whenever i am on tinder i always find it i'm not currently but i always find it uh a immediate like swipe left if the girl is like too into football mm. <laughs> it's like yeah. raider nation i'm like okay because <laughs> you're, you're gonna, gonna be yeah. you know you're gonna try to not go to games but eventually you're gonna have to go and yeah. you have to sit through that for like five hours while you get like beer splattered all over you and people screaming in your face, it's just yeah, don't love it. I don't love it. I are, are you from Florida? Uh yeah, essentially. I'm, I'm Cuban American, so okay. yeah. <laughs> there's a um in Louisiana. There's huge like football culture. Yeah. Um. So. My uncle lives in uh in Slidell, so oh, he's like he's yeah. a he's a who dadder. Yo. <laughs> so loyal. All the. All the Saints fans. Yeah. Ups and very low downs. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no, but uh, my parents both work at LSU, so I've been to many football games. And my dad is like the liaison for academics to the LSU athletic department. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets a lot of free tickets and he's got to go to conferences and like, they're real sports fans, which I never would have thought. They, I feel like it's a recent development. Yeah. But it's fun I, I i get it uh i like when i first moved to the u.s i was like a huge sports fan mm. uh just because it was like an assimilation thing that mm. made me feel like you know i had played soccer uh, so much mm-hmm. <laughs> and i still love soccer and it's still my first love but by that time i was like all right i'm ready to play something else mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh and and so I, w- I was into football it's always been uh, the one that is like, I think I was more into basketball and hockey, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
And baseball, even. Baseball's mm-hmm. fun. I can dig that. Baseball. I like going to a baseball game. It's a little more relaxed. Yes. You know. But uh, I used to coach youth athletics, and I would never be a baseball coach, because the, the fucking baseball families are insane. Oh, they're like stage dads. Yeah. They're oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, it's like probably that culture is similar to like dance recital culture, yeah. <laughs> like pageant culture, yeah. like people who coach like little league and stuff. Yeah. Displacing your ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully my parents were never stage parents. They drove me around to places, but they never like stressed me out. Uh huh. And if I really just like ate it, like I totally failed. Like we just went and got ice cream and it was fine. Nice. Like I didn't get yelled at. that that would be horrible people do it's so crazy i remember i had this concerto competition and um this is this is so tragic to me because i was like 12 of course i was super sensitive and i nailed the dress rehearsal it was like Mm -hmm. absolutely perfect i went for the actual audition and i like forgot the entire second movement i had to get the book out like i couldn't (laughs) even like recall at all it was like a total fail my dad like heard the whole thing and he was like we're going to go get ice cream. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Keep me from crying in public, please. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's really sweet. That's yeah. a nice story. Yeah. Uh, it was, I didn't, I obviously did not win, but it's fine. I got ice cream out of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can't lose when you get ice yeah, cream. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's hard to be You sad. just reminded me that I got some ice cream. I'll have to offer oh, nice. you some at the end of this. Because <laughs> I can't just bring up ice cream and not share it. But <laughs> like, I have ice cream, but you, you can't have it. Yeah, then. I need you to get out of here <laughs> so that I can eat it. Or you can it. watch me eat it, yeah, but you can't have it. <laughs> That's pretty mean. Yeah. So... We are also on the eve of uh, of of the election, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know. I I, I kind of there's a, f- a few things that I want to talk about, like if you don't mind, and and because uh, uh, you were just saying that you got like during the break, uh, the week long break between these two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I do an intro? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we've found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? Sorry about that. So uh, you were saying that the campaigns got your phone number, uh, two campaigns. It was the Warren and the uh, Biden. Uh, no, not Biden. Um, Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've gotten Yang, Tom Steyer, and... Uh, I, I I opened myself up to Tulsi and uh, and Bernie mm-hmm. by donating, but yeah. But how do they get? I don't I don't know how they do. I, they, do they just know my um, like my general information, so they assume that I would possibly vote for them? I mean, they're right, but they, still, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably cross referencing interests, you know. Yeah. Like I think for me, it's probably easy or to figure Facebook, out. Or my Facebook because I yeah. like a bunch of stuff. Maybe. Oh, okay. I don't I, I don't like uh, uh, anything on Facebook, but I do watch a lot of YouTube, and like uh, that probably is probably know. like exposing me. I mostly like all these like anti capitalist Facebook groups, so they're probably like, yeah, <laughs> she might be our girl. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I, one of the things that I've been wanting to say on the show, and I, I think I'm probably gonna drop this one like tonight because <laughs> for the for the week because. Uh, I probably don't want to like 
go back and listen to a whole other episode <laughs> and edit it. Like, I think that I'll know what needs to be cut out of this one since it's just recorded. But, mm-hmm. uh, but the, that you, what you were saying made me realize like how fucking obnoxious, even like even candidates you like their mm-hmm. campaigns, so- like money asking routines are like, and it's, uh, it started off because the first person I gave money to was Tulsi and I have problems with her work, her campaign in general. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think that it's that her campaign sort of speaks to the importance of having good, like people running your campaign. Mm-hmm. I think that she's gotten some real shit advice mm-hmm. and I think that like, she's actually a much stronger candidate and i'm not even talking about appearing on fox news i don't care about that like Mm -hmm. her instagram is fucking insufferable because it's just her talking like selfie style into it and yeah and it's just like who the fuck told you this was a good idea yeah (laughs) especially because i always look at instagram like at work and stuff and like or when I'm like on a break and I don't want to like blast, you know, I watch it on silent. So when someone's just yeah. talking and I'm, I'm just like, I'm not yeah, yeah. listening to this. It's not the the, the format for it. But yeah. then but then Bernie's ads, like, I don't know who the fuck it, like their in-house team is insane. But like <sighs> the the things that they put out, like one made me weep, which was the the Philip Agnew one where, where everybody was holding hands. And he was like, he was like, he made everybody hold hands and he goes, um... If you're the, if you've ever experienced this, squeeze a hand. If you've ever experienced this, squeeze a hand. And it's like this really intimate way of people getting to know each other based on like, you know, if you've ever suffered like really fucked up shit, like if you've ever suffered, uh, trauma, like physical trauma, whatever, like, you know, sexual assault, that kind of shit. And it was like, yeah, but like, dude, like, I don't, it's insane to me how much, like, even if you like a candidate, you need them to like have a good campaign, you know? I know. And it's just, sometimes I feel like people are trying so hard to be like cool or, or, you know, doing the right kind of thing on the right, you know, it's just like, just tell me what you plan to do and how you're going to do it Yeah, yeah, yeah. and how you're going to budget for it. Don't, don't make some stupid campaign with like cute, I don't know. I'm just like really over like the publicity stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I already watch ads all day. Like this is basically an ad. Like just... he just bumped me out because we do. That's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Not because... on this podcast, though. Support. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no commercials on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, between like even at work, like I have to watch YouTube videos of demo videos, and I always have to sit through yeah. like an ad, you know, yeah. all the time. It's like although that is one of my guilt, like one of my pleasures is to like watch that shit, <laughs> to watch those demo videos. I know it takes up so much time sometimes <laughs> <laughs> nice oh but we have to hit uh i also sell musical instruments we are we are comrades in musical instrument mm-hmm. sales mm-hmm. uh and uh at my organization we have to hit uh hourly sales goals hourly sales goals yeah because we work on commission uh, hourly yeah we gotta Yikes. hit we gotta hit like 450 an hour whoa yeah to hit uh the highest rate of commission how do how does it count for you? Do you have to like do they have to like tell the person how does it work? Tell like how do you the, how do you get credit for the sale? Oh, you just fucking do it from start to finish. Yeah. Like you you know, you don't leave that person's side. <laughs> Interesting. And you and then you go back to the to the corral and you're like, Hey guys, I'm helping that person. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It gets competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make it like 
interesting with your workmates and stuff or is it just kind of annoying no it's it fun. seems like it'd be kind of fun it's fun we yeah. talk shit you yeah. know and like one day you have like a good sales but that's but to me it's such such a funny thing because like i'm such um I'm like, I, I guess a lot of the things that I talk politically on this show are pro-socialist, but like, I'm a salesman now, you know, <laughs> and I enjoy it. Like, it's such a fucking mind fuck for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's obviously because I enjoy what I sell, yeah. but like, I also enjoy selling like, uh, you know, insurance on instruments and like, mm-hmm. you know, I like that, that is, uh, is a little bit more gray area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like, obviously, it's, th- there's nothing wrong with selling something to somebody that uh, is insurance, like, it insures their instrument mm-hmm. if anything happens to it. But at the same time, probably nothing's going to happen to most. Like, that's how that racket works, yeah. right? So it's a little bit of a gray area. <laughs> but, but I've also broken instruments and then been like, fuck, I wish I got the insurance. I have to. Um, yeah. For me, I'm a buyer, yeah. so I do. I look at sales data and I put a lot of stuff on sale for not selling it and all this business. But I talk to a lot of dealers, which is interesting, mm-hmm. um, and I get a lot of sales calls. Um, yeah. But it's kind of fun being on my end because I feel like I'm just like sitting on a throne while people like <laughs> scramble to get me to buy more stuff. You I know? love that. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty <laughs> it's good. kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that does all the scrambling. <laughs> so um, uh, I can throw in a free mic for you if you, if you buy this interface, and I'm just like half price and I'll take it, you know, <laughs> we'll put it on the floor if you give us 15% off. <laughs> nice. Um, but again, I never really thought I'd be like working for a company. Like I know I was always like kind of socialist about stuff and yeah. an artist or a freelancer or whatever, but now I'm just like, I feel like a, you know, business, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's funny. And I, I, um, it's something that everybody has to find that balance. It's kind of like being, being a comic book character, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, <laughs> yeah, like you have your artist persona, but in the real world, you're just a fucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's funny because um, everyone on like my immediate coworkers that I work with every day, like we're all pretty weird, and we send yeah. each other like we buy some pretty weird instruments too, some like pretty niche stuff, and everyone's kind of into it. So I feel like we're all kind of. Like, we have this, like, professional business whatever, but then we're sending each other videos of, like, water phones and, like, weird... What's a water phone? Oh, it's this thing, um, it kind of looks like a crown with, like, sticks instead of... It's, like, a big pointy crown, but basically you play it with a mallet, and you hear it a lot, actually, in horror oh, movie okay. scores. I was yeah. thinking, like, water phone, oh. like, cell phone. <laughs> I mean, I but should I patent just, that, because yeah. that sounds awesome. <laughs> Like, like it's just squirts water in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a water pick. Yeah. We come up with a lot of ridiculous instrument ideas too. And I was like, we should, this is like our perfect circuit line yeah, of yeah. like misfit instruments that we should just invent, you know? <laughs> That's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It, uh, I, I think I also spent a lot of my life just being in denial that that's like what my skill set is sales. Like, yeah. you know, because it, it's a little bit like I think that I've literally found the one thing that I feel okay selling. Like I've I've said it before to maybe it hasn't ended up on the show, but I've said it to people in the context of recording the show. Mm-hmm. It may have been cut out, or it may have been that episode that I told you ended up garbled mm-hmm. <laughs> because I didn't use headphones. <laughs> but uh, it just ugh, fucking brain fart. What was I saying? Oh, sales. Oh, that that like first of all. I never thought that working in a retail job, I would feel safe and like 
sheltered by the economy and like I have one of the last jobs that like it, uh, is is reasonable in retail mm-hmm. like you know and is not going to get destroyed by mm-hmm. Amazon and all of these things right like because people want to play shit they don't want to like I mean you know they may come to us and play our instruments mm-hmm. <laughs> and then go buy it online but like then they're also shooting themselves in the foot like it's it, it's a it's a weird thing how bad the economy has gotten that I'm relieved to have this job. I kind of feel the same way because I always wanted to like build instruments and sell them on like this, you know, manufacturing end. But if you're a buyer and you can change with the economy and depending on what trends are, you can buy those things. Like you are more flexible and less likely to go under, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because if, because we're selling modular synths and then now we're starting to kind of shift to pro audio because people are kind of into that. And like you can kind yeah. of ebb and flow with that, um, which does feel a little bit more secure. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, people always say that, you know, they even rather take our prices than like buy stuff online, you know, because like if you're a store, like people trust you, they see you. Yeah. You know, it's and like a personal experience. Or it's whatever. different than just like going to forums too, mm-hmm. you know, like. Mm-hmm. Because I do try to have correct information. Mm-hmm. But then I also just, like you said, I just get to watch fucking uh, cure videos and not be feel guilty like I'm trying <laughs> to convince myself to buy shit I don't need. I just bought this, the, J- the Jazz Course oh, uh, uh, nice. 22. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's like, well, you're a jazz musician. Maybe someone you, you played, you gigged with played with a Jazz Chorus Probably. 120, right? Like, uh, But it's a stereo amplifier nice. with stereo inputs. Nice. So it's like fucking nerdsville bro (laughs) but yeah i don't know i i am hopeful i'm not like i guess that kind of what i'm talking about is also just to clarify that i'm not like necessarily entirely against capitalism in all instances i just don't think our economy is the way that it should be like i definitely i definitely lean i mean or here, let's make it official. I'm endorsing Bernie Sanders, <laughs> even though everybody who's ever listened to the show probably already knows that. <laughs> and I love just like framing it like that because it's an endorsement now. <laughs> like anyone gives a shit. But <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a very complicated thing. It's It goes back to that thing of like, there's always somebody that can be... Uh, really slimy and really slick and convince people to just sell everybody else out, which is the problem. Like the Mm skill set that I have is inherent in the problems with capitalism. So there's like this moral quandary that's happening for me where I'm like, Oh, I just made that guy buy this thing. Like, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. or I just gave that guy the, um, the validation he needed to sort of decide, like, to finally decide, like, yeah, I'm going to spend $2,000 on this thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a bit of a rush, and you kind of feel it vicariously. Uh, And so, like, there's a sincerity from my perspective, but there's people selling shit that's not good for them, (laughs) right? I think that's the difference, too. Like, if you're selling stuff you actually like, and, like, the information you have is the actual information. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's people who, like, hide stuff or lie about it or make you buy stuff, like, you you know you didn't want it, you know? And that's when it gets, like, sleazy. And there's obviously stuff I don't think should be part of the capitalist system, like health insurance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's where I think, like, that's, you know, some things I'm fine with it being kind of a 
capitalist market and some things I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, this is not right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially with gear, it's such a specific market, mm-hmm. but it's also a little bit like, um, I mean, to some degree, it's a little bit like, uh, cars where as soon as you take them off the lot, they lose. Mm, <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. They lose a considerable. Like my sad interface, audio interface. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pathetic. Yeah. If you hold on to something for like. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in my office is sick of me because they're like, oh, I was thinking about buying this interface. It's like, well, you can also have this. They're like, Aaron, nobody wants that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So you were saying, like, uh, I'm trying to stay away from imperialism, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> but still have a conversation where, because uh, um, I asked you if you were into occultism, but you said that your 666 uh, impulse comes from a more political place, which I wanted to ask you about, because there's, do, are you familiar at all with any other kinds of, uh, uh, like, Satanism, or do you know what Levian Satanism yeah, is? Yeah, I do okay. uh, vaguely. I mean, I'm not really okay. an expert, but I think it is more um, like I'm not a. How do I put this? I'm not a spiritual person, really. I don't really believe like in a lot of the mysticism that comes with some forms of like Satanism and other occult mm-hmm. things. But I guess the Satanism part that I like is the. Um, educating yourself and being a part of this world mm-hmm. and trying to do better. So the evil backwards is live kind of thing. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But that whole viewpoint that like, you know, Satan is evil because he made Eve eat from the tree of knowledge. And I'm like, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. want to know what's happening. I don't want to live blindly. And I want to like, you know, that's the aspect of Satanism that I like abide by. Uh-huh. And I kind of like the temple of Satan's like trolling of like <laughs> things that people take for granted. Like, you know, I, I go into a courthouse and there's like scripture, you know, especially yeah. in Louisiana, yeah, yeah. you know. So I like that this stuff is being brought, you know, people are being made aware that these are the things they're seeing every day and taking for granted, Yeah, you know, but it's really like biased in one religion so yeah definitely yeah it's interesting and what's the what's the dude that it's not levey it's or, uh, or it's not maybe it's not a dude it's lucian i think his lucian. last name is greaves lucian greaves yeah and he's the guy that is all he about kinda, protesting like trying to get monuments to satan yeah like he in. had like a baphomet statue raised next baphomet. to like the um there was like i don't know if it was i think it was in kentucky there was like a huge um, tablet, the 10 commandments tablet out in front of this courthouse. Uh He was like, well, if you're going to have that, then, (laughs) you know, and I think a lot of it is just like, you know, if you have another like quote unquote acceptable religion, that's close to Christianity, they'll kind of allow it. Uh But if you have something, you know, it's just kind of showing people that the hypocrisy of uh, like allowing some things to be considered okay and other things not, you know? Mm. 
No, to me, that's it's also hilarious because you're like a jazz musician. Like, you're not like a metalhead. You're not into I death know. metal. It's also some cool jazz and read about Satan. <laughs> no, and and I'm like that that you embrace the six 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 in such a specific way. I was I was also kind of hoping that you would have like a wealth, especially because some of the imagery that you choose that you would have like a wealth of knowledge of like occultist dark shit. I you know. know. I know. I kind of wish I. Did. But also I just, I kind of like the, the, um, like the mythology behind a lot of it, but. So do you know some of the, the, that's kind of what I'm curious about. Like, that's what fascinates me. I I don't know. Like who is Baphomet? Oh, Baphomet, um, he's, or I guess they're a symbol of like the duality of human nature, I guess. Like they have Mm. the above pointing upwards and the below. Mm-hmm. And then they have like a masculine figure with breasts and then they have horns, like they're part goat, part human. So there's just kind of like this like duality that we're supposed to embrace both aspects of our nature. Mm-hmm. Because I think in a lot of religions, you're trying to ignore the humanity part of you and like only be this like celestial, like good being yeah. and you're forgetting the rest of you, <laughs> you know, which I think is an aspect of humanity that makes us like rich and interesting and our conflicts I think are just as important as the rest of it, you know? So I don't know. Um, but because I think Baphomet was also used a lot, like I think he was used like with the Knights Templar or like the Masons maybe Mm -hmm. and, um, other like more occult, um, things that like people saw as evil. Like he kind of just, people assume that he's Satan (laughs) and they're scared of this imagery. Um, but Um, but it's just been kind of skewed, I think, throughout the ages. Yeah. Are there any other huge figures? I I love this stuff. I, I like there cause all right. In Cuban culture, there's all these different saints that are, um, that represent these, like, uh, like I, I'm, I barely remember what, uh, my guest on, on the Santeria episode, uh, taught me, but there's the Santa Barbara, there's just San Lazaro, there's all these different saints that you can like pick as it's like, it's essentially paganism, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me, but the, the mythology of Satan has always been like, like, I remember when I was a kid, <clears throat> my dad found out that I had like read uh, some of the Lucian uh, stuff where that's the, the, is he the one that did the evil is live backwards? Oh, uh, was that the church of Satan guy? That might be the church of Satan. Um, oh my gosh. I'm blanking on his name again. Is um, it Anton? Anton yeah. That's yeah, Anton Anton so. yeah. And so like, and that was a big scandal. My dad, like when I was a kid, he wouldn't let me buy, um, a, a, a model, a little model of a die cast, I say little, it's not like Hot Wheels size. Over there, they, they, uh, when you're on, like, in all the tourist straps, they have these beautiful uh, sports car memorabilia pieces that mm-hmm. are, like, um, you know, the size of a foot mm-hmm. or of a shoe, of mm-hmm. a, like, like of a, uh, a, f- a 13-inch Jordan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, or a 12-inch Jordan. And, uh, and... Uh, and not like Michael Jordan shrunk down to 12 inches. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, but he wouldn't let me buy one that was called, that, that was a little, for the Lamborghini Diablo because he had this like superstition mm, about Satan. And it all, um, my dad had, or I mean, he's not dead. I should not speak of him in past tense. I don't know where his political or where his religious spiritual beliefs are now. But when they were in Jamaica, 
as a, a, a as uh, like when my mom and him were in Jamaica, and my mom has all these scars from this trip. They they were in a crazy train wreck. Mm. Um, that like the train flipped over. She she got all uh, like I said. She's got huge scars that go all mm. all up and down her body from it. Uh, and then they put her in an ambulance, and the, it, like she was. The story as she tells us is is that they put her in an ambulance, and they said, "Okay, hold on." And she was like all uh, carved up. Um, but my dad had bought some hot sauces in Jamaica mm -hmm. with little devil uh, logos on it, and he attributed it to that, and like it became his like superstition. Oh. And so. Um, Satan has always been something that's like not okay in the family. Uh -huh. So when when I when I got in trouble with the teacher and like uh, she was like, he's reading the book of Satan mm -hmm. <laughs> or, the, mm -hmm. or the 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 Satanist Bible, I think mm -hmm. is what mm -hmm. it was. Uh, that was a thing. <laughs> Interesting. But but it's funny to me, like, because I still have like you know like I'm I don't I, like I do have some interest in occultism and I'm like a big uh, Alan Moore and uh, what's his name. Um, Grant Morrison fan and mm -hmm. they talk a lot about like the ability that you have to fuck with your brain and like mm -hmm. fuck with your mind and your perception by like beliefs which I would say that that's like something that my yeah. dad has right and so I always kind of don't fuck with the devil just because I know that like as a little kid like to be like told like oh the devil's bad you can't buy anything is like kind of a heavy, heavy symbol so mm -hmm. i sort of respect it as a symbol for me mm -hmm. you know because i think part of the principles and, and 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 like um but what i like about your embrace of it is that it means something completely different to you than it like does you know it's as a signifier in your in your screen name mm -hmm. <laughs> <The> screen name <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm old. <laughs> no, I had many screen names. <laughs> um, like, as a signifier, it's an interesting... Like, for me, it's something that I would never have the balls to do because of my own conditioning. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to summon the, the devil. Mm -hmm. I'll summon other deities, mm -hmm. you know? Because, uh, like, conceptually, in, like, chaos magic and all that, like, uh, occultist stuff is that, like whatever you believe a symbol to mean like that has more powerful power than what it actually represents mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so so it so so for me it's fascinating that you chose that especially cuz i kind of get a sense of like you're not you're not like hey everybody i'm here but you're definitely not hiding your personality right like <laughs> yeah. you're 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 definitely getting a sense of like okay this is a weird person that likes to fuck with like weird noises and it's almost like you're trolling us a little bit with the noises too right <laughs> a little bit yeah. yeah i definitely have that troll aspect in my personality in general and i relate to that i'm uh you, we're, just we're, like we're to, brothers just a little, <laughs> we're siblings a little poke you know <laughs> but i also like I, I think it's interesting about people's total fear of like the satan as a entity of evil mm -hmm. and i part of me feels like Everyone likes to take out the bad part, the bad quote unquote yeah, parts yeah. of their, the things that they fear in themselves and put it on something else and yeah. label that as that other thing that's evil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think, um, just knowledge and self-awareness of like everyone's duality, like Satan is not necessarily an evil symbol. It's just a symbol of something else that like we are, yeah, yeah. need to 
you know, yeah. reconcile with, I guess. I don't yeah, know. and I don't have necessarily direct... I, I'm not directly afraid of, uh, of like, no, it's the like concept you, I of mean, Satan. I'm from South Louisiana. Like, yeah. <laughs> people are always just like, the devil's in you, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the devil away from me. And, you know, I haven't really told any of anyone particularly that I know from back home my specific beliefs because everyone is really... I don't know if it's always superstitious, but like just very Christian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's also a lot of occultism that is surrounds that area too, right? Because of yeah. the different cultural backgrounds. Like like it happens in Cuba and happens yeah. anywhere else where it's like immigrant cultures are sort of gelling with what is allowed to be overtly expressed. Sure. Yeah, like there's a like a lot of Catholicism, but underneath that was like Caribbean Haitian voodoo. Yeah. Which now is all combined together. Yeah. It's super fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, Santeria is its own thing, but yeah. it's it's part of that Cari- kind of. Caribbean sort of like sure. ancestry, uh, ancestral worship kind of thing, which yeah. is fascinating because uh, as a culture, we don't have that. And yeah. maybe it's good that we're not like so proud of our <laughs> ancestors, right? Like, oh, yeah, the, let's revere the, <laughs> the genocides, <laughs> the winners of genocide, right? I know. <laughs> But, but yeah, um, I find that fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I also, I, I want to be clear that I don't necessarily believe, like, I think that like one of the principles that's fascinating to me is sort of like, um, of like opening the door to certain, uh, kinds of ways of thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't necessarily think of it in, in a spiritual sense. I think of it in like, if I start perceiving the world in this a specific way sometimes it can be beneficial mm-hmm. right like if i want to attain a goal of getting in shape mm-hmm. to some degree there has to be some level of self-deceit because up until now there's no evidence that i've been able to stay and you know maintain a workout regimen you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. like whereas like so there has to be of like okay i am going to will myself i'm going to will this into existence right yeah where uh so there's like some level of like perceptual belief that has to happen uh-huh. right like a lot of times what will trigger that perception is the mortality element of like, oh, if I don't do this, I will die, right? Mm-hmm. And I need to stop eating like fucking fried chicken and shit like that. Mm, because I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell why I brought it up because <laughs> it's on my mind. <laughs> um, but like, but yeah, so for me, what I'm wary about is not so much the devil but what I've learned about the devil from my family, you yeah, know, like, totally. yeah, but what I've been conditioned to believe it. So that's why I don't fuck with it, yeah. but I respect it and I respect it. Like I, I love it in other people, but like, I would never be like, uh, and I've done it before. It's not like I'm afraid of it, but like, um, like the, the concept being that like, whatever you summon, you know, mm-hmm. like if you summon Horus, you got to deal with Horus's baggage, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like th- that kind of thing. Like I don't summon anything oh, just because no. I don't fuck with that. Like I said, I wasn't a spiritual person, but I still yeah. do not mess with it. I, yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah. I would never fuck I'm, with it. Again, with I'm a, still from Louisiana. Like if I see something that looks like a ghost, I'm like, well, uh, that's a ghost. I'm just I not going to fuck now. with you. Yeah, I'm just, you do your thing. I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> yeah. And for, to me, that's what's fascinating about all this stuff. And I, I, I really respect it as... As, uh, as the uh, Lucretian way. Mm-hmm. I, I really respect that. And I actually respect the live-in thing, even though it's, like, not my thing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, like, it's... Uh, I do... I do really enjoy 
the research that the people that were into it have done mm-hmm. on on or at any like mind altering sort of perception fucking with your like sure. reality like even like you know LRH was into some weird shit too like where <laughs> they were trying to uh summon the antichrist like him and uh and and a couple other people and uh, uh, uh Crowley what's his, what's the what's his first name Alistair Alistair Crowley yeah. was like these fucking idiots are trying to summon the the it's the something child or some shit but like it's to me all of that is funny because it's like a reality to these people and these are like influential fucking people yeah. right like yeah. <laughs> crazy people well i i mean whether i believe it or not or think it's whatever I, I i like that people are constantly challenging like the main christian status quo yeah, yeah. and like sometimes it's super outrageous and i'm like go you <laughs> be outrageous i don't what's, know what's something outrageous that you uh, how do you feel about flat earthers <laughs> oh well that's not really tra- nah, that's yeah there's a difference between anti-science and yeah. anti well those guys <laughs> religion. those guys are critical thinking gone, that gone awry <laughs> so it's so funny because I watched this documentary about flat earthers and I thought it was Is it gonna, the one on Netflix? I think it's the one I, on Netflix. I loved it. I it started was so it good. and I was like, this will be funny, and then it was just like not funny. It's not, but it's it not it's so not real. as hopeless. It's not as hopeless as you think. Okay. Like yeah, there's there's like it Because the I, people at NASA were just like, Why are we talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny to see their reaction. Yeah, but that but there are people that, that like in that in that documentary that later on are like uh, you know, we can't condescend. Like, basically, my what I just said, my view of flat earthers is comes from that documentary, which is essentially these are just people that uh, their skepticism, like it, there's there's a break in their critical thinking ability, and there's uh, a trust issue that happens, and then there's also a feedback loop because you become a celebrity of this new ideology of this new so it's mm. like and then you get invested in like you don't want to lose like you're the guy that does the the flat earth sure and you know i can see how just being critical of what you're being told is not a bad thing yeah you know? exactly but like, it's, yeah you i guess you haven't seen the earth so like i understand i understand yeah but um i just think I have this phrase that I always say is that's the hill you're going to die on. <laughs> and that's just kind of what I think. Like that's, that's such a phrase that I would get, that I would expect you to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there are just things that you could criticize that maybe be more influential yeah, yeah. or important. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's always weird when, when you have someone in here and you feel like, Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at representing yourself on, <laughs> on you. Instagram. I don't feel like I'm meeting someone that it's just entirely different, which has happened before. Yeah, I bet it does. There's a lot of personas, which, which I is think fine. is interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is fine because a lot of no one ever comes on the show trying to portray their persona. They mm-hmm. t- they're willing to talk about it. If they yeah. were like to come here and I was going to fucking talk to them for that, I think that's why yeah, it's two persona. hours. Like there's just no way that you could hold that up for yeah. two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like that. I mean, I like a lot of different uses of Instagram. I think it's the way I follow people and the types of art and weird stuff I follow. I feel like it's kind of a collage of interesting yeah. niche stuff, but you can also follow a lot of boring stuff too. So you just gotta, yeah. Weed it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also funny how, like, the algorithm starts to be like, 
oh, you follow this girl with big breasts. Yeah. Here's all of them. <laughs> I know. Thankfully, my algorithm is mostly raccoons, yeah. which is fine. For a while, it was like the Jenner family. And I was like, what did I look at that made you think I wanted to see this? Wow. Yeah. It's just weird that you called them the Jenner family. Yeah, because it's all, it's like not just Kylie. It was like Kylie and Kendall and some others. Like it was a couple, like it wasn't just one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I did I look at an ad by accident? Like, so really are they just, Jenner's because they're G- Jenner's son, uh, uh, Jenner's children? I think they and, are. And it's or a patriarchy? <sighs> and then they don't get to keep Kardashian? I'm not exactly sure who's related to who exactly because i I don't like honestly i only saw it because the algorithm told me to see it (laughs) that's not what people are um, are tuning into the show for anyway yeah (laughs) Yeah, i was like i was like i'm just here for like cats and rats and like occasional synthesizers and like weird bells and stuff would you ever have a rat pet i would have a rat yeah Uh, can you i don't know without it turning into like a filthy thing I think rats are kind of clean unless they get out, I guess, and then they have babies, but... Yeah. I don't know. I was contemplating getting a hamster because I had one when I was little, but it always escaped. So yeah. I'm just afraid of it escaping in my house because I live in a old building with like holes and stuff, and uh. I don't know where it would end up if it got out. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, pets are tough, especially yeah. in small spaces. Yeah. Do you, are, do, you, do you have roommates or... Mm-mm. No, yeah. Yeah. That's... And I have a lot of, like, I don't have a studio. I have, like, all my art stuff, like, in my bedroom. Uh-huh. So, like, that's just prime for, like, a hamster getting lost or, like, eating <laughs> or something. Or cr- yeah, it's like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Until I can have another space for my... What about a guinea my... pig? I could do a guinea pig. That might be bigger. Yeah. They make cute noises, too. They, like, squeak a little bit. Javier and Aaron pick out a pet for pet for Aaron <laughs> on this week's. <laughs> I had who is I don't know if it was at work or like maybe I was at a friend's house. But people were trying to pick me a pet, and they settled on a lizard. So I could see that, but yeah. I think that you're. Uh, I think you're, it's you, hard you're, to care for a lizard. You're a fluffy. I'm a fluffy. Yeah. yeah, I like birds though. I was thinking about a bird maybe, but. And they don't, like, get out and crawl in holes. Like, they fly around, so... Yeah, birds are kind of weird, though, because they they imprint on somebody, and then they hate everybody else. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't, don't email me if I'm wrong. I, I dated someone who had a parrot, and it seemed fine with everybody else, but I dated someone who had... I, I date bird ladies. <laughs> I just realized. I see a pattern. <laughs> I'm going to start following chicks with uh, chicks. Chicks with chicks. chicks, with chicks. <laughs> On Instagram, yeah. I follow um, a couple like chickens and egg accounts. Uh-huh. Like there's eggs of Instagram, which is a hashtag. Okay. And then there's also like something of Instagram, which is like a fake eggs of Instagram account with like chickens. I don't know. It's weird. They followed me. So... Somebody understands that I like eggs and chickens, and they keep, like, requesting yeah. my, like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, come on, we're perfect for you. I we know. made this for you. <laughs> okay, I'll bite. <laughs> <laughs> that is always funny when someone follows you, and you're like, ah, you motherfucker, yeah, you got like, me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me with musicians sometimes, where, like, most of the time I'm like... Why are you even following me? And then sometimes I'm like, oh, you may have actually looked at my page. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Instagram is funny like that though. I, I, it is, it is, uh, I do like when people share what they follow. I have, I'm, I'm so burnt out on it right now though. Cause mm-hmm. like I do, I 
do posts for people. Mm-hmm. And like to some degree, I've almost intentionally booked art adjacent like people that don't have work to post so that mm-hmm. i can just like take a break yeah yeah like yeah. i have like academics from the art world yeah and curators that <laughs> don't have, don't have images and yeah. stuff just because it's like uh yeah that's the one thing i don't like about the podcast I, I need to get over it though i burn out on social media too not i don't burn out that much on instagram because it's basically just stuff i want to follow yeah. but facebook has a lot of ads and i get like burnout on that yeah um, and I just like, it's all political now. And I'm just, I start to get kind of like, I can feel my mood changing the more I read yeah. this stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. no, I, I definitely, um, I'm glad that the primary is going to be over. Cause one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to not give a shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and tune out, or I'm going to be invested. Yeah. <laughs> just have, like let it happen already. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's Monday or Tuesday or some shit, right? Like it's this Tuesday, oh, cool. the Iowa then caucus. Yeah. 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 Oh, you, you want to hear something funny? So mm-hmm. the the uh, the Iowa Register came out with the. Um, or it always comes out with a poll mm-hmm. that is like typically predictive of like who's going to win the race. Mm-hmm. And this year, for some reason, it didn't come out. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I wonder if Bernie won that, huh. and they just didn't want to be like, yeah, Bernie won. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it got canceled for, for, for like the purpose, because like uh, Pete Buttigieg was left out of one phone call. I'm like, oh really? Mm, (laughs) One candidate got left out of one. I wonder if that's ever happened before to any other fucking candidates ever, you know? (laughs) Uh, I get so annoyed with all the pettiness too. It's just like, yeah. I just, I really, I just really hope that like. What happened to the Republicans where Trump won and everybody had to be like, oh, fuck, well, now we all support Trump. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. Because otherwise, it's just like, if Biden wins, it's just going to be more Trump. <sighs> Sorry. Such a mess. Sorry, we were having fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. And it's always kind of in the back, like, very close to the front of my brain. Like, yeah. what's going to happen or possibly happen or who is going to cheat at what and why and just like if it were up i i always thought it was like somewhat fair but then after this last (laughs) thing with the impeachment i'm just like it's really who knows yeah it's a free-for-all how old uh, or i i shouldn't ask a lady how old you are but (laughs) i'm 39 so i've been around since like i remember a lot of the transition I, i mean the first election I voted in was the uh, 2000 election, which mm-hmm. was the Gore-Bush uh, one. Mm-hmm. And I was 12, and I was living in America when uh, the Clinton won, right? And mm-hmm. through the whole impeachment and all of that mm-hmm. fucking sham. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I realize like how much I was brainwashed during those time periods to just believe these things that like now I yeah. just... I don't believe at all. I know. It just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like maybe in the '90s or so, like people still really believed their president was telling them what was actually happening. Yeah, and then it's just gone downhill from there. Well, there was, there, I mean, there were so many different places that you can like be like, oh, this was a turning point in my lifetime, right? Yeah. Like when Clinton was elected, this is a turning point because this is when we started to sell out workers. Yeah, and then like when uh, Bush started the wars. 
this was a turning point. I remember, like, people used to be anti-war. And, like, now fucking Tulsi Gabbard, I mean, I've addressed her campaign. It's been terrible, Mm -hmm. you know? But part of that is because of the ostracization of, like, her not being part of the, you know, of, like, it's the fallback. Like, she doesn't have access to people that will work with her that have the fucking skill set that, like, you know, and she also probably doesn't have the money to, like, do what Bernie does. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy. It's, like, it's such a fucking bummer. And then you have, like, Bloomberg coming up, bringing Mm. up the rear. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We should all be Satanists. (laughs) And it's interesting because, like, things that I'm, like, so disillusioned in general by, like, elections, just in general. Yeah. I mean... I don't know if there was a turning point if I just started to realize what's actually happening or like, I don't know, because it's always kind of been there, but I guess maybe we, I don't know if we just didn't know about it or I think or am I just getting older and knowing about it now? Or I think that like Trump being elected really just showed us I, how little we had. I think that was a huge yeah. thing for a lot of people. But I think it was also a huge realization of how little self-awareness we had of our own beliefs. Like I, I was like, I, my beliefs since 2016 about Democrats and the party and all of that bullshit have entirely changed for then, then in, in, and that's like a four year period. Mm -hmm. I, you know, one of my, uh, biggest turns into like, um, in, into understanding what I believe Mm-hmm. And where it's wrong, you mm-hmm. know, like there was, there's a self analysis that a lot of people had to do. Some people refused to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people were like, oh, it's the Russians and all of this shit. And it's mm-hmm. all this like espionage that gives them a boner. And then they started being like, hey, you know what? The CIA is great. <laughs> and then, then the CIA started getting hired by all the fucking news organizations. It's mm-hmm. just nuts. It's like it. So, so to me, like that's where all that like perception fascination, it's like a balance of like, like, I think that that's where I became interested in magic. You know, there's mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite songs uh, is the uh, Jizza. He's he talks about uh, it's uh, gold. He talks about how uh, when I was young at, at a young age, I was molded in a religion I relied on and got caught up in superstition, scared to split pole, dunk black cats once in a while threw salt over my back. But with knowledge of self from off the shelf made some things seem complicated now small like elves. So turn off the lights, have a can light the candles and have a seance to pull the in like and but basically it's all about just like that moment of realization of like just like oh I, I've been wrong and like that's such a heavy fucking thing yeah. to confront. Well, it's heavy because you were <laughs> you're kind of a product of you know since you're young you believe these things because people said that's what it was and it's so ingrained yeah. in you and to have to undo that. Yeah. And, and the first realization that you're going to have to undo that is like the worst. When you start undoing it, it's like, okay, kind of. But like when you kind of just realize that you're like, all this information I had been given was wrong. Is anything like, has anything even been true? And yeah. having to like sort through that. Yeah. And at this point, the reason why I don't have a ton of like specific political opinions is because like, I don't know who's telling me what and what's real. Absolutely. And I know what I want yeah. and what I think is right. Um, and I have no idea if the candidates are really going to yeah, absolutely. do that. Um, and, you know, even with like... And for many reasons, even if it's just the intention. Like, so many people just get rolled by the military-industrial yeah, complex. Yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, even, you know, 
I had hope in like other presidents and stuff and like I know who you're talking about. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I I personally, I mean, I don't know whose fault is what, but you know, there's so many, so many checks and balances that are not really checking and balancing anything. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) it's just a big mess. You know, one of the things that's crazy is that uh, um, or or this commentator that I enjoy quite a bit, uh, who I've mentioned on the show, this woman Crystal Ball, Mm -hmm. uh, who used to be on MSNBC, is saying that like. When the, the, one of the worst things that happens is that, is the, uh, War Powers Act where we gave the president the power to do anything because mm-hmm. everybody was held, everybody who voted for the Iraq war mm-hmm. is, has been since held accountable for it. And so the con- Congress doesn't want that power back according to her, because then they'll be accountable for, you know, right. they can just throw their arms up and it's just theater. It's like, it's WWF. Are you yeah. into wrestling? I'm not, but I'm hoping you are. No, so you can just be I like, were, but... Oh, it's like a triple suplex. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know what you mean. It's like, it is, um, theatrics painted as reality, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of goes down, it's kind of like that. Like everyone wants to be able to do whatever they want without actually having to be accountable for it. You know, like, especially like the more power you get, the more you want that, you know, to be able to just like go to war for money and then be like, oh, we commit, we, I didn't commit war crimes. That that was that guy. I didn't do it. (laughs) But then you're like out there counting your money, you know, (laughs) all of them, every fucking president has committed war crimes, like bar none. (laughs) I'm hoping that Bernie will be the first not to to commit commit war crimes. And that's why I'm a little like, I know Bernie's kind of everyone's hope and he's, he's definitely on a pedestal for me. And it's like, what if he does commit war crimes? Like how <laughs> disillusioned just, yeah. will I be? I'll just be so devastated, you know, I, like, you oh know, gosh. I relate to that sentiment because, uh, back when, uh, the guy that we were, we didn't mention who disappointed us yes. earlier, which is, I mean, we don't have to be like, weird about it. It's Obama. <laughs> uh, back when I went to see him speak, I remember like everybody being and a whole new generation of voters being really excited and then me talking to them and kind of being like the older asshole like just just like i i don't think i believe him anymore cuz i've seen him and he's looking at the two uh what's it called um what's the fucking thing that you read out teleprompters oh yeah sorry and, and yeah. so they're looking at the two teleprompters and you and and you realize it's like it's like you're watching a movie but you see the whole set Right. You know, yeah. like, and you're like, oh, it's taking me out of like the, the, the mix of it. So I haven't been to any Bernie events. I haven't done any canvassing. The only thing I've done is give him, give money just because I am, I have that same feeling of like, yeah. like sometimes I catch myself just like thinking like, oh man, Bernie just makes me feel so good. And I'm like, that's dangerous. Yeah. And I like, I kind of, this is. I guess I'm somewhat jaded in general, but it's kind of just like the pedestal aspect of it. Like he's like a hope for us. And then when it, if it becomes a reality, then yeah, then you, you're not dealing with potential anymore. You're dealing yeah. with like the act, you know? Yeah. But, but we, I mean, I'm sorry. The Obama years were a huge letdown for a Such lot a of Such a letdown. Like, like legitimately the, the, that's, it's not just racism. It's not like, it's like, uh, I mean, a my, lot of, yeah, go ahead. my Obamacare was $250 a month mm-hmm. and I still had to pay exorbitant co-pays. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. Like that was kind of a letdown where I was like, this is the affordable healthcare. <laughs> and that's the legacy, right? <laughs> and yeah. that's all I got out of it. I was like, cool. It's just yeah. as much as buying pr- private insurance, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously there's other aspects besides just my personal experience, but 
No, but that shit was garbage. It was garbage. <laughs> and, you know, it was so interesting. And I sound like such a jaded old person, but I was like at the CalArts coffee shop watching the Trump get elected, basically. Uh-huh. And all the 18-year-old undergrads were like crying and they're so upset. And I was just like, meh. I mean, I was obviously upset, but I was like, I saw Bush get elected twice. Yeah. And then all this other crap. Like, like I don't know. So like, you are old. I'm kind of old. You're an old hag. No. <laughs> I'm 30. I'm medium old. I feel older. So you don't remember the Bush years as well. Uh, yeah. The aftermath. But yeah. thankfully I was mostly in school. No, so you don't remember the Clinton years. You do remember the oh, Bush yeah, years. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. The Clinton years, not Sorry, so Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I barely remember the Reagan years. Those were fucking crazy too because I was living in Italy and I would watch it on CNN and it was like headline news would only play the same hour on a loop like mm-hmm. that was before they started that was like the creep into 24-hour news cycle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and so it all seems so foreign and all this war f- fervor and uh i was in um like for me the gulf war was like a very privileged experience the first one because i was at private school and we all got to not wear our uniforms because we wanted to like be more low-key as an international school uh and and so so like, and then, and I remember like a teacher at that time telling me like, you guys are lucky you're living in important times. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and the burden of that still carries with me mm-hmm. today. You know, like that's something I definitely remember yeah. vividly, like yeah. being told like, hey, this is weird shit that's happening. And like, you know, this yeah. war in, and it's just watching it, watching the whole thing unfold from CNN. And then I was in Italy again for the second Gulf War. And I remember watching it and then coming over here and just being like hit with a brick of like ignorance, you know, of like yeah. of, of, of people that were propagandized. And yeah. like even my parents being like, well, we can't, you know, like very, very um, reactionary so like and very problematic. Like we can't let the motherfuckers <laughs> get away yeah. with this kind of shit. Like, yeah. I tell you what, though, that's one benefit. I mean, I know... F- Instagram and Facebook and stuff can be an echo chamber, but you can also get sources from all over the world, Yeah, which I think is beneficial because yeah, when you're just watching the news from Mm -hmm. whatever local news you're watching, like you get a lot of very skewed information, you know, and if you can gather it from different countries and like other opinions and you Mm -hmm. might be able to piece together what's actually happening, you know, Yeah. with every, I mean, everyone's got to spin, but well, and then in, and a lot of that is like, uh, there's a fight against that, right? Like the, the, the with Glenn Greenwald, who just is now also getting charged. I don't know if you, you're, you're familiar with his case, but he just uncovered a whole bunch of uh, corruption. Like, I'm not going to get into it, but it involves this thing called Operation Car Wash, where basically one party started prosecuting another party for mm, corruption. Mm-hmm. But like, and they were. Oh, I see how it's a car wash. Okay, (laughs) yeah, I get it. (laughs) And uh, and and they like right before the election, they got they charged Lula in this this president that was like sort of like kind of like their Bernie Sanders, which get who gets a lot of props for being a socialist, but also being pragmatic and like knowing how to play politics to accomplish things for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, he he busted them. Um, 
or he he uncovered this whole thing, this whole conspiracy, and it, like these guys were heroes. Like essentially, uh, Brazil is a fascist state right now, and mm-hmm. so they are ch- they charged him the same way for like for espionage, the same way that uh, uh, um, Julian Assange is being uh, charged oh, wow. mm-hmm. as like as, as and so right there you just see the model like being like applied, yeah, you know, and copied. Like it's like and all of that happens because we set the standard, right? We are the mm-hmm. ones who run the fucking world, and everybody else is trying to like like china's doing all this weird shit but so anyway so this guy gets uh arrested and like same thing with uh this guy who goes to venezuela and talks about like this the suffering that the sanctions are causing over there Mm -hmm. and and what is really happening that it's not that uh maduro's like say what you want about his uh human rights abuses like we're not that cool and neither is saudi arabia like he is actually like there's like an international effort to try to starve this country uh, uh, so that they can, you know, like they have resources and they could refinance their loans and all of that. They gave away a lot of money to uh, other countries like mm-hmm. that. that uh, they gave money. They give oil to like American uh, cities because like places like Flint, Michigan, I don't think it was there, but the, there were programs that were sort of like socialist and humanitarian that were backed by the resources of Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And they, um, like the international finance world was like, we're not going to let you refinance your, your loans based on your, uh, on your resources. And so the whole thing is a a ploy to, uh, tank the economy. They also had John Kerry go. I always feel like I have to be thorough when I say this stuff because Mm -hmm. it, like, it it sounds conspiracy theory-ish, but like John Kerry went to, uh, Saudi Arabia and promised them, uh, some nice things would happen for them if they started overproducing oil, which was made to tank the economy. Uh, Maduro spoke about it at, at, uh, 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 at the UN or, or maybe it was at OPEC or something. This like, it's just cartel shit. Right. And like, and so this guy, uh, reported on it. Now he got arrested for uh, assaulting somebody when he was trying to send food into the embassies in, uh, in Washington DC that like, there was like, it's, it's essentially this like, um, there's a fucking crackdown going on right mm-hmm. now. And 2020 is going to be that year for sure. Like where, yeah. where, because they don't want any more of this Bernie shit happening, you know, like they want control. Uh, this makes me want to be just an anarchist. Cause like, I yeah. always have hope in some like benign, benevolent government that's actually going to give people what they ask for. But the more I hear about stuff, the more I'm just like, whatever. No, we stop the people that do. We stop the the governments that try to do things differently because they're not playing by the international finance, international extraction yeah. uh, agenda that neoliberalism well, and is it's spread. like we don't stay a wealthy country by being good. Yeah, I mean, exactly. who does, you know? And yeah. I think the more that stuff gets uncovered and the less that the United States thinks that they're like some stupid savior yeah. going around saving everybody when you're really just like manipulating and colonizing, basically. Yeah, and we shit on people f- like in, in the UK for Brexit and stuff, but that's a real reaction to like jobs being... Exported like for me, it's ridiculous that we talk about immigrants and not the fact that like our Democratic Party signed trade deals that like did much more damage than immigrants could ever do. Right? Yeah. Like they they were basically imprisoned by our borders mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 the you know and everybody else. And so when somebody's like, no, these borders matter. 
this stuff is for us. Like we're like, oh, we're going to destroy you. We're going to take you out of power because everything is ours. You know, so it's interesting. Anyway, let's yeah. uh, let's leave on that positive note. <laughs> I had a lovely time talking to you. It's always uh, uh, exciting to uh, meet people. And like literally lately, this is the only socializing I do. So I'm glad that I forced myself to, to hang out. Yeah. But I'll, I'll try to make it to your show. Again, you have a show. Where is it? It's at Battery Books and Music. And it's on February 28th, I think at 8th. But okay. you can and check my website for the actual time when I post it. <laughs> and your, uh, your, like your performance, your stage name is what? Um, it's just my name, Aaron Damastis. Uh, Damastis. But then, um, oh, this particular performance will be Space Search. Um, my friend Cassie Sturm and I had started this back at CalArts and we're continuing it, which nice. is nice. Yeah. Cool. So mm-hmm. it should be trippy. Should be trippy. Yeah. <laughs> and weird. And but definitely in, in, weird. In, in, in a comforting way. Yeah. In, in a, oh, I'm not the only you weirdo. You will not be bored. <laughs> <laughs> and you are uh, Aaron D666. Yes. On the Instagram. On the Instagram. Do you have a Twitter? No Twitter. Bandcamp is? Uh, Aaron D666. I've got two albums on there. Right. Um, and we listened to the cat. In the, we listened to Cat, cat Dreams, Dreams. And, uh, and What Is It? all right thank you so much for coming out thank you what's my thesis is produced by javier proenza who is talking in the third person reach out at what's my thesis at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at what's my thesis don't forget to review and subscribe and if you donate to our patreon this is where i'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else.